What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Oh man. Okay, hold on. Let me let me click this out of the way. Okay. Okay. By the way, does it um, say like recording? It, does, it sends you a message. It's a legal notice that says you're being recorded. Got it. In yeah. Utah, technically, I don't have to do that. <laughs> no, you don't technically have to do that. You can change. Fun fact: you can change what the message says. I think you can slightly customize it, but the legal language says the same. Like you're being recorded. Oh, you consent. Blah blah blah. That kind you- of thing. But since we're across state lines, could I get in trouble for recording you without your Yeah, so it depends, right? So it depends on where the two parties are situated, and that's state law that governs that. So Georgia is a no-notice state. So I can record anyone in Georgia who's in Georgia with me without noticing them. But you have anytime. to you have to be party to the conversation, right? Yes, if I am there. Yes. Yeah, same thing with Utah. Um, yeah. So if you're in two no notice states, I think you're fine. Where it gets a little hairy is some states have a mandatory notice thing. And so then you have to say like, hi, you're being recorded or you have to disclose that you're recording in some states only you only have to disclose. I don't know. It's just, it's so weird. I, I don't know. I'm not a PI. I don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, um, we just, I love a good process and procedure to simplify. I'm sure, you know, like if you're in a startup and you just have really lean resources, you got to just like make things really easy. And so this is one of my favorite lawyer hacks. Um, I have um, a, an easy to use like model release form and it's a DocuSign power form that we just have on a, a web link. So people can just click on it and give us their consent for like a video or a training video or an interview or whatever. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you want it? I'll give it to yeah. you. Just so you can see what I'm talking about. And if you want the original, I'll give you the original too. I can't tell you what major company I got this from. It wasn't actually me. It was someone else that I know wrote it. <laughs> wink, wink. I'll find it and see if I can send it to you. It's not in my, for some reason, it's not in my shortcuts right now. I'm going to make it. Okay. All right. I'm ready. You ready? Oh, after you write your note. I'm making you <coughs> write it down. It doesn't happen. I am so with you. It, it drives me nuts when I'm in meetings and I'm like, okay, Dave, can you do that? And they're like, yep. It says she busy. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally was will like sit there. They're like, yeah, I could do that. And I'll say, are you going to write that down? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here we go. Okay. And scene. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Give Innovation. I am joined today by Lauren Fernandez. Now, she is the founder and CEO of Full Course, an incredible restaurant investment group. Also, former operator herself, owning 11 chicken salad chick restaurants, adjunct law professor at Emory. She was the general counsel and VP at Focus before that. She is incredible. We're starting this podcast so late because we just were having so much fun talking about the legalese of uh, recording cross state lines. but And model releases. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us on Give Innovation. 
Thank you so much for having me. I, I, I'm so glad to be here. I, I've listened to this podcast. So I'm having a totally meta moment right now that I'm actually on it. <laughs> Love and, it and when she, that happens. She means the real meta, not Facebook. So, <laughs> so Lauren, tell us a little bit, for those who aren't familiar with Full Course, what is Full Course? Who do you work with? And Because it's just a fascinating group. Yeah. So I started Full Course about two years ago. This has been about a 10-year dream for me. So I'm so excited we're finally here uh, Full Course is our restaurant development and investment firm. So we have three main pillars through which we support restaurant growth and development in the industry. We have an, a 501c3 nonprofit education platform where we provide education and training for owner operators, their managers and employees, as well as their franchisees. We have our operating and development company. And we, of course, we have our fund where we raise capital to help early stage restaurant brands go grow. And we focus primarily on fast casual. So we love a limited service model and we love growing brands that represent the true diversity in this country. We believe that there's room at the table for all faces and flavors. So while it's not our exclusive directive, we pay a lot of attention to brands that are run by women, minorities, immigrants, or have a cultural point of view. Um, that's what we do. We are really a full service company, hence the name Full Course. We want to make sure that we're really respectful of owners and what they've been able to create in their independent restaurants. And we really believe in fair, principled, and ethical capital. And that's one of the reasons we knew that we needed to start our own fund to do what Full Course wanted to achieve. So when, who, what types of restaurants do you work with in terms of like stage? Mm -hmm. Are you talking like, Hey, I've got a food truck and I'm looking to, <laughs> you know, open up like 50 brick and mortars, or is it like, do I need to have 10 brick and mortars or wh where do you tend to, to yeah. play? Great question. So really we say zero to 10. Um, one of the things we have noticed is there's a tremendous amount of diversity in our industry in restaurant ownership, but it's really trapped at unit zero, meaning they're incubating it or they're halfway there, like they have a catering service or a pop-up or a food truck. And, you know, maybe they don't have that first unit or in the alternative, there's a tremendous amount of restaurants, usually family owned and operated that are independent and have one or two units, but have been really stuck in that growth leap. They really can't make the jump into a formal organization where they have invested in human capital to really grow their team to support the business. Um, that is really our sweet spot. I think that's where the value add of all of Full Course's expertise and the team that we have to in, in addition to the capital really shines. So we do through our nonprofit have a number of courses that you can take if you have never opened a brick and mortar. It's called our launch modules. So you can take those courses at a very reduced rate, either as independent study or as part of our annual workshop program where we workshop that as a co uh, cohort, like we gather up usually between 12 and 20 emerging restaurant tours to help incubate their brands. And we will be continuing to develop incubation models through our nonprofit, but we also work with brands through our consulting services and our investment track, usually between one and five units. I think our sweet spot is probably right around three units. But we look at everyone. I've talked to yeah. brands that have one. I talk to brands that have 10. And it really just depends on what those units are made of. Are they all traditional units or some non-traditional or some satellites or some franchised? So it's hard to put an exact number on it, but we love to see at least one to three company stores prior to investment. And I love that you know, you're working with so many different groups, though, because 
the thing that I feel from you, and I felt it when we when we met for the first time, was that you really do believe in others. You mm-hmm. really do want to see others succeed. And you know, as has been said, the four most powerful words in the English language are "I believe in you," and I think that's so critical because so many restaurants out there, especially these these restaurants that are owned, you know, women owned, minority owned, you know, it just it it's it's hard. It's hard when you're when you're in a world that sometimes doesn't give you the street cred that that you deserve or, um, you know, and and so it's great to see a group like you, a group like the like full course that gets out there and actually believes in them and, and puts your skills, your abilities, your capital behind that belief. So kudos oh, to you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I. Look, what I will say is we have a phenomenal opportunity in our industry. You know, we are one of the top three, you know, producers of not just GDP, but jobs in this country. Right. And we really got a little bit of egg on our face with the massive attrition that we faced prior to the pandemic and certainly during the pandemic. We are still down a million jobs. And for us to change how we perform as an industry to see us sort of rebuild in a way that's meaningful. I think we have to put the focus on people and I have a very unique perspective on this. And I think having been an executive in this industry, been in the PE kind of side of it, been on the franchisor side of it, been a multi-unit franchisee, you know, had to secure capital and debt and had an exit. Like I can genuinely say to you, we have a few problems in how we elevate diversity out of these sort of one to three independently owned restaurants, kind of that huge category that we have. 70% of all restaurants are a single unit location. And then we have the issue that I think it's the elephant in the room. We have a tremendous amount of diversity in our restaurant employees, but they're usually in the back of house. So I really deeply believe as an immigrant, as a Latina, as a woman, that it's incredibly important that we look back behind us and we create those opportunities. And to me, it's no longer enough to just put it out there. Oh, we have a a program and we support diversity. You have to actively take steps to turn around, build the bridge, walk over it, pull the people with you, come back over the bridge and i don't i don't think people understand it's not that there's not a hunger for that i i love to say i will bet on immigrant hustle all day long i live that i breathe it people always wonder like god she doesn't stop <laughs> how does she do all this stuff <laughs> i have a very heavy sense of responsibility to live up to the promise and the opportunities my family created for me by coming to this country and sacrificing And I really deeply believe there's so much powder kegged opportunity in all of these people who would want a shot at entrepreneurship through a restaurant ownership situation, whether that be franchising or just growing their own restaurant, right? And, you know, I think at the heart of this, if you know me, that's really what Full Course is about. It's opportunity and really structured and successful paths to entrepreneurship in this space we call restaurant growth. Yeah, I love that. I love that the restaurant is the vehicle. It's not the objective, right? The yeah. the objective is that is that freedom. The objective is that freedom of choice. Um, and I think that that's 
that's so powerful in today's economy where a lot of people don't have that choice. And so what do you look for in a successful restaurant? When, when you're looking to, you know, you green light a restaurant, yeah, this is one that we're going to work with, we're going to invest in, we're going to partner with. Why? What, what, yeah. What's different about that restaurant? <laughs> okay, so obviously there's these tons of quantitative measures, right? Um, every single restaurant that we vet for either our consulting services or our investment track all take the same initial assessment. We look at the same thing. So it's a very measured approach, right? We we have to be diplomatic in the way we look at those things. Of course, we make exceptions and we understand the impacts of COVID, et cetera. But I will tell you, there's as much weight. I've, I've probably vetted over 200 brands at this point with my team. Oh, wow. And that's a lot of work, but yeah. we do it because it's important. And I'll tell you this, we are very proud of the fact as a private equity group that we position ourselves as fair, equitable, and principled capital, but we have so much more than that that we can offer. We have consulting services, coaching services, and an entire 501c3 ed platform where we can offer people kind of more of a DIY approach if that's what they prefer. So that initial review that we do, while quantitative in nature, it allows us to understand how we can best help you. I don't want to leave anyone behind. And it always bothered me when we first started this business. I only had like two things to offer people. I'm like, here are some classes and here's investment. And so we've really worked hard at building out kind of the full range of services. So you as an operator owner can choose what's best for you. And that's very important to us. But I'll tell you this, in vetting almost 200 deals, what we've really noticed is the qualitative matters more than the quantitative sometimes. And what I mean by that is there are some intangibles there that we actively seek. I think one is we deeply understand we have an opportunity as we are growing these brands to create the next generation of restaurant leadership. I am looking for those people skills that you have to become an exceptional leader in our industry. I think for that to happen, you have to be open to the way that we are going to coach and mentor you while you are operating your restaurant under our investment services. So for that to happen, you have to be open to you know constructive criticism, to coaching, to mentorship, and that is very, very critical to us. And deep down, we become investment partners. We do not take over businesses. And so a high degree of alignment is necessary. And they as owner operators are trusting us as stewards of their business and their growth. They are trusting us with 49% of their business that they work their whole lives for. We deeply respect that, but we also need them to deeply respect the principles and the guiding mission of full course. And we have to have alignment on that. If we don't have it, that friction is just, it's obvious from the beginning. And so we really, we look for those things. We talk to them deeply. We want to get to know who they are so we can make sure we have that alignment. And I think that is absolutely critical when you have that, that foundational alignment, when the things that are most important, the building blocks to a successful relationship are are there, then you can grow. But it's hard when there's misalignment on the foundation to, to go from there. And I think that that comes down to the trust that comes down to, you know, the respect and that comes down to beliefs that are, uh, you know, strong beliefs loosely held where, yes, this is what I believe until the second that somebody shows me a better way. And then let's go there. 
And I think that's that's a really important attribute I found with uh, with great leaders. Yeah, Zach, I'll tell you, um, this is harder. I, I'm going to make no apologies for that either. And, and for the fact that not everyone is a fit for this. It doesn't mean we can't help them. They just may not be a fit for our investment. And, you know, I, I think taking this approach to capital investment, you have to have a high degree of trust in each other. Yeah. Because we are deploying the capital for these folks when we partner with them. It's our development team that's helping them build new restaurants, develop product lines, start the franchising system. And so we're very much in the trenches. We are not absent investors. This is not a four time a year meeting. We have meetings every week with our investments, and then we have quarterly board meetings. So, you know, we really want to work with people that we enjoy. And we look, I mean, at the end of the day, we're investing in people. We right, don't go right. buy brands. We never say we went and bought a restaurant yesterday. Heck no. <laughs> we invested in people who own a restaurant brand. And to me, I am looking for those qualitative features in the people behind the brand, even more than I'm vetting the brand itself. Interesting. Because it's so often, you know, obviously I'm in the startup world. And as we go out there for investment, everyone says, hey, we invest in entrepreneurs not just in businesses. And yet when you talk to the investors, and I like to ask the question, what's your rubric for a successful entrepreneur? And they're like, well, here's the CAC to LTV. Here's the EBITDA. Here's the growth metrics. I was like, okay, okay. But, but you're still talking about the business. You say that entrepreneurs are important. What do you look for in an entrepreneur? And they're like, people that can get us EBITDA and growth and CAC to LTV. And I'm like, no, nah, this isn't. This is lip service, um, yeah. but but it really is so much about the people because as Viktor Frankl said in Man's Search for Meaning, the man who has a why to live can bear with almost any how. And when you understand why you want to get to the top of the mountain, when there's something more intrinsic than just slinging more pizza, then it it inspires you and encourages you to, to go forward through the hard times, through the down times. And be able to come out the other end stronger. But as as we were talking about before the podcast, you know, you were talking about how you're a great cheerleader and a great uh, life coach, <laughs> and just naturally to your friends and family. And I think that that's something that when you have that in an investment partner, where they can help you set goals and they can encourage you to keep them and they can keep you accountable to them, that is worth just as much as the money is if not more. I I would like to think so. And I will tell you the brands that sign with us definitely think so. And again, that's a high degree of alignment and how we feel about serving others. You know, growing up, my parents were very clear to me that I was born and blessed with a lot of talent and opportunities and, and privilege. And there's no question about that. And they worked hard to give that to us children. But what they always said to us growing up was, we have no expectations for you get to do what you want with your life. Just, we want you to always try your best to use your skills, your talents and your abilities and service to others. Like Love. when you're a kid and you hear that, that over and over and over again, I cannot tell you how formative that is to me as a human being. And that is definitely my true North. It informs a lot of what we do at full course. Um, even down to how we are with our employees and our clients and our partners, you know, we say family first, ops second, and everything else we'll figure out later. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Because <laughs> we deeply understand this business and how hard it is. And you aren't in it. I, I think the vast majority of us who are in this industry, especially if we're here to be disruptive in a positive way and make it better, we're here because we love people. Um, my chief people officer, Lisa Bowen, says all the time, food is our product. Our industry is really people, right? We're here. Yeah, we are yeah. a people industry. And how you treat your people, whether it's on the investment, how you support their team, how you support the owners, what you do to invest in them as humans, like to develop them personally and professionally, to me matters even more than the money you put behind them. Like I don't, don't make no mistake. That's very important. But to me, there's so much more to developing them because look, if I can impact them and create them as an exceptional leader, an example in our industry, and I can show them and help them take care of their employees and in turn their customers and even their franchisees, that's just a massive ripple effect. And to go back to what I said earlier, like we have enormous opportunity as an industry to impact lives on a daily basis. And that is because of the nature of the size of our industry. But also let's be straight, like food connects people. Yeah, Food totally. is a great totally. equalizer totally. and a way to communicate culture and shared you know, connection. And to me, I just look at that as a wonderful gift. Like why wouldn't we want to better the way that we treat each other and the way we treat our customers in this space? Why not? I, I love that. You're totally right. At the end of the day, everything is about the people, both the people that we work with, the people we partner with, and the people that we're serving. And I love the fact that how many, the, the power of breaking bread. I was at a conference the other day and we were talking about the, the power of just dying together mm-hmm. and how that just brings people together in such a real way where you can connect in, in a way that while while I love Zooming with you, Lauren, I can't wait until we could break bread because there's just something that happens different when when you're sitting there eating together. And or when and you it's cook powerful. together, right? Yes. Like even when you cook together. Um, when By we do way, growth planning retreats, we take our clients away to plan the future of the restaurant brand before we even invest. And one of the things we do is cook together. Because I I think that is just such a leveling, honest, and raw moment when you can like prep celery, prep onions, prep carrots to make something with one of your future partners. I think there's just a special moment there. I totally agree with you. And if anyone's single who's listening, that was actually one of my best dates is first date, I would take them to frozen yogurt, something really, really quick, and then drop them off, right? 90 minutes door to door. Second date, I'd go to the grocery store with them. And what we would do is we'd spin a globe, let our finger, close our eyes, let our finger, wherever it was, we had to pick a cuisine from that area. And then we went to the grocery <laughs> store, bought and and uh, bought ingredients and made dinner together. And I think that because you really get to know so much about someone when mm-hmm. you when you do that, I love that idea. Yeah. Um, so Lauren, who is someone that deserves an ovation in the restaurant industry? Who's somebody that we should be following? Yeah. So if you have not yet, I am an ambassador for CORE, uh, Children of Restaurant Employees, but they help love restaurant employees um, and their children. And they are similar to Giving Kitchen, which we have in the Atlanta or Georgia market, is which has now expanded to Tennessee. And the entire concept behind both of these organizations is to be a stopgap when hourly or even salaried employees in restaurants have 
a gap in work because they're injured or hurt and they can't make ends meet. And, you know, this is a function of the nature of our industry being an hourly wage, um, you know, type of environment. The vast majority of the jobs are hourly. Um, and I, I deeply resonate with this. You know, when we owned our restaurants, you know, we had almost 500 employees. And I'll never forget the awakening I had when we asked them what they wanted as a benefit. And overwhelmingly, what they said was paid time off. And my heart broke because I thought they were going to say healthcare and they didn't. They just wanted the ability to take a day off and not worry. And I think if you've ever lived on that kind of financial stress where you have to work and it's just paycheck to paycheck and you're barely making it happen, being sick, having an injury, having a car breakdown, having a, a, a tornado hit your house, God help you, a hurricane, a fire, whatever that kind of massive setback can financially ruin you. And these are hardworking, decent people. And I love these organizations who understand the economics of our industry sometimes don't lend themselves to the greatest amount of financial stability. So I really, I really try to support organizations that can come in and bridge that gap where there's problems. I also just want to shout out, like, I, I think, that there's enormous amounts of room for growth, I'll just say, in teaching some financial literacy around some of these issues. Um, and yeah. I, I think there's also a lot of education, educational content that's starting to bubble up around these topics because it's no longer taboo. Like, how can we better break this cycle of poverty even amongst our own hourly employees? And so I, I love any and all initiatives that are kind of in that lane. Love it. And how do people find and follow you in full course? Yeah. So we are at fullcourse.com. You can find us on all forms of social media as at full course official. You can reach me anytime at Lauren at fullcourse.com. And if you want to book a call with us just to explore what your opportunities can be, there's a really easy button on our website. Click on that and you can meet with either me or a member of my team and we'll do a quick intake with you and see how we might be able to work with you. We would love to help. Awesome. Go check out fullcourse.com. Check out Lauren Fernandez. Lauren, you are awesome. And for believing in others and showing us that not all lawyers are the same, today's (laughs) ovation goes to you. Thank you for joining us on Given Ovation, Lauren. (laughs) Thanks, Zach. Have a great day. Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.